This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. An insider's look at the National Football League. It's NFL Lunch. Presented by Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. With Vinny and Haney on 105.7 The Fan. Top Penis of Football, it's Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan here on this Woman Crush Wednesday. Carson Wentz, if you could turn back the clock to 2017, right around this time, early November, he was considered to be the favorite to win the MVP of the league that year for an Eagles team that would go on to win the Super Bowl. Then he got hurt in L.A., taking on the Rams, hurt his knee, scoring a touchdown, ironically enough. And then his career kind of spiraled out of control. Left Philadelphia, went to the Colts. Didn't have a bad statistical year two years ago. Matter of fact, threw for over 400 against the Ravens yeah. on national TV. A game the Ravens eventually won. But he had that terrible loss to Jacksonville in the season finale where the Colts could have clinched yeah. the playoff spot. Then he goes to Washington for the Commanders and played horribly there. Well, Carson Wentz became kind of an NFL afterthought until today, or I guess news came out yesterday, that Carson Wentz is going to sign with the Rams, who are going to release Brett Rippon, Mark's nephew, and he'll be the backup to Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford right now dealing with an injury to his throwing thumb. So might even see Carson Wentz back in the lineup as earlier as their next game. But I guess the interesting scenario could be perhaps, Vinny, everyone assumes that Sean Mayton, uh, Mayton, John Payton is this football quarterback guru offensive genius guy. If anyone can extract something, whatever's left from Carson Wentz, when you think it could be this guy? Sean McVay? Sean McVay, excuse yeah. me. Oh, yeah, I, I, would, I would think, you know, that um, he'll help him a lot. You know, because I don't... Uh, Stafford, who who knows with that thumb. But how about Bob if you're ripping? How'd I play in the game? Well, we're gonna cut you tomorrow. That's how you played. Yeah. You played uh <laughs> you played yourself off the team. Yeah. Rams have a bye this week, but is there anything intriguing left about Carson Wentz? 
Bob, he's more intriguing than anything else is out on the street right now. I'd say that. I mean, like, who who was the guy the Giants signed? I, I'd never heard of him. You know, mm. they just signed him yesterday. Who did they sign, Nolan? Was it uh, not Tommy DeVito, is it? <laughs> no, no he, they got somebody already, to come in and compete uh, with DeVito. Danny DeVito. Was oh, it yeah. uh, Y.A. Tittle, maybe? Speaking Phil of cor- Sims. Speaking of uh, quarterbacks, Mike Vrabel naming Will Levis as uh, Tennessee's starting quarterback for the duration of the season. So it looks like the Tannehill era coming to an end with the Titans. He'll be on somebody else's team next year. And, Bob, I did read, I think it was on ESPN or whatever, Will Levis's girlfriend came back. They broke up. But now after two games, you know, uh, two good games, she's coming back. Oh, well, at least she's showing some uh, loyalty. (laughs) So Will Levis, for sure. Yeah. And J.C. Jackson, former Terp, signed the big deal from New England cornerback with the Chargers. They booted him after, what, a year plus? Where he got hurt last year, didn't really contribute. Well, he's not traveling with the New England team, as who he's traded back to, to Frankfurt because of reliability issues. He missed team curfew. In the hotel Saturday. So, uh, J.C. Jackson. Here's a guy that started at Florida. Had problems there. Wound up at Maryland. Was an undrafted free agent. To his credit, busted his ass to get an $80 million contract with the uh, Chargers. But, you know, didn't play up to it. And now is a guy that's... They're not even letting him go with them on a field trip. That's uh, This is a guy that in two years, Vinny, not even, has fallen you know, to some deep depths. I mean, Bob, at the hotel, there's security <clears throat> on every floor. You know, there's a security guard on every floor. So, I mean, leaving and, uh, you know, I, I don't know how you uh, pull it off. I'm, I'm sure, you know, I guess you buy off the security, dude. But uh, most guys, you know, I mean, and, and you have bed check. I mean, the coaches come by and check the beds at, what, 11 o'clock or whatever. Yeah, bad look. Bad look. Bad. NFL lunch. And we talked about this in Buyer's Cell. Martavis Bryant hadn't played in the NFL since 2018, signed to the Dallas practice squad. He played for Vegas in the XFL or you, whatever one that league is this past year, Bob. So, I don't know. He must. The only way that happens is he goes and he works out for them, Bob. Probably ran a great 40. He's a big guy, been talented before. Probably put him on the practice squad, see if he's got anything. Yeah, suspended uh, many times for substance abuse issues. One of those many Clemson yeah. wide receivers from days gone by and looked like a stud to be for the uh, Steelers no earlier in Another history. Steeler, dude. Yeah, no doubt. All right, let's get back to the Ravens talk here. And John Harbaugh, Ravens head coach, met with the media a couple of days ago. We'll do so in about an hour and a half here on this Woman Crush Wednesday. But we talked about the Ravens' defense and how good they have been. And here's Harbs talking about the work that Mike McDonald and his staff have put in to make it happen. I think the staff there is really great, too. You know, all those guys have really worked together. Um, they understand teamwork, uh, working together. I think everybody's idea, everybody has good ideas, and they're all used, and they all support uh, different ideas and things like that. All the things that, you know, you think would be givens that aren't in human nature, right? Well, you look at the fact they lead the NFL in sacks. Yeah. 
You got to praise Chuck Smith and Anthony Weaver and everything going on over there, I would assume. Well, Bob, when you look at the staff, Anthony Weaver's, you know, former D coordinator, you know, so you got some experienced dudes on their staff, you know, and they come, like I said earlier, they come up with some phenomenal game plans. Uh, I mean, the, the way that whichever one of those guys or all of them, how they, you know, learn to attack, you know, the pass pass blocking schemes and stuff has been has been crazy so yeah it's been super impressive if that's mike or whoever anthony weaver or like harp says combination of everybody they all have great ideas yes they do let's get to the offensive line for the ravens and in particular tyler linderbaum second year stud out of iowa and here's john harbaugh talking about the young man getting downfield yeah, well, first of all, the, the effort that Tyler showed was, was fun. It's not the first time. And not just him. I mean, a bunch of guys, you know, running down and getting blocks. That's part of what, what you're talking about, you know, with the guys playing for one another. Uh, and then Tyler, yeah, he's, uh, he's just, he grows. He, he just, he keeps it simple, man. He's very, very talented. He's very tough. But he keeps it simple, you know, and he, he works on being a great center every single day. And it's what he thinks about. So, so we don't have to worry about it because he's got it covered. You know, he does a great job. Yeah, and, you know, is he undersized? Yeah, but we talked about what, you know, what advantage he has is quickness, initial quickness, and he can get his body in position, and his leverage is what saves him against big guys, you know? But, yeah, he hustles, he loves state champion wrestler. Yep. You know, so they got nastiness about him, and and he was at right from the get-go as a rookie. He was nasty, you know, guy'd get in trouble, he'd be the first one there kind of thing, you know, so... You love the – he's an Iowa like Yonda. Yeah, plug and play. And barring injury, this guy's going to be going to Pro Bowls for many years to come. It's true. Case could have made it last year. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, the Pro Bowl's not what it used to be, but still it's an honor. Nonetheless, how about Isaiah Likely? I was like, hey, there's that guy. Look yeah. at him. And here's Harbs explaining his usage or lack thereof, I guess. Yeah, it's great. I mean, Isaiah, like, you know, he's just, he's such a great guy. But I also, I can read his body language, you know, uh-huh. and he doesn't, he doesn't even realize it. But he's standing he's next an to open you. book, you know. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he gets, he gets down when, he's, when he wants to do stuff. He wants to make plays, you know. And uh, sometimes I tell him, bring the juice, man. The plays are coming, you know, and he, and he does. And to see it play, pay off, you know, that's really awesome. Well, the, the thing about it was, you know, like, I think, Bob, was it two or three of his catches were from Tyler Huntley, you know, and why? He was playing Andrews a spot, you know. I mean, that, there's just not enough room at the end for everybody. That's the problem. There's not enough balls to go around, you know, to get a – Zay Flowers only had one catch. Yep. You know, and so um, it is – when everybody's healthy and every – because if you look at all the receivers and tight ends right now, they're all playing well. They're all playing at the top of their game right now. So, I mean, it's like – like a smorgasbord for Lamar. But it's got to be eating oh, for him? this kid. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. But, I mean, your second year, you, you know, what am I going to say? Some Andrews, Odell Beckham? You know, who am I going to say something to? I mean, they look at you like, uh, just stop. It's Vinny and Haiti, 105.7 The Fan. When we come back, Ryan Wilson, CBSSports.com, is going to be joining us. We'll preview Week 10 of the National Football League season, which starts tomorrow. Woo! What a battle we're going to have on Thursday Night Football Carolina at the Bears. At least Justin Fields is expected to be back for that game. 
for Chicago. So we'll talk about that and more bottom of the hour-ish. If you want to get in, you can. Let's grade the Ravens. 410-583-1057. They're 7-2, so they must be getting a lot of passing grades. Miles Garrett said he would take Joe Burrow over Lamar Jackson. Who agrees with that? We want to hear from you. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Vinny and Haney on your home for sports. 1057 The Fan. Vinny and Haney, 1057 The Fan. Oh, Donna Summer. A lot of Donna, Donna Summer. A little hot stuff. Going back to the disco era. Come on, Nolan. Start dancing. Look at it. Calm down. No. No. Why not? No what, what, who would I be taking away from the real show here? But just to see you show some level of rhythm. Well, it isn't lugging. Uh, that's asking a lot. Entertainment equipment around. But anyway, we'll get you to dance sooner or later. I don't know if we want to see it, but I'm intrigued now all of a sudden. But it's a woman crush Wednesday. Got week 10. NFL season starts tomorrow. Not exactly the most exciting game on the schedule, but it is what it is. They have to play it out. You can hear it on the Fed. Bob Haney, Vinny Serrato here to talk about everything going on in the National Football League and the time that we have allotted. He's on the WGK Law Guest Hotline. He's our friend and yours. He's Ryan Wilson. Ryan, what's happening? Good afternoon, gentlemen. How's it going? Going all right. And uh, Vinny and I were just talking about Carson Wentz last segment. Going to the Rams. I mean, trying to uh, revitalize a career that seemed so promising a few seasons ago. Is Sean McVay the right guy to get whatever's left out of him? 
Uh, no, I don't think so. In fact, Matthew Stafford was playing playing pretty well when he's healthy, but that's been the issue, right? I think he's 35-ish now, and if he's not healthy, that offense isn't going to work. Puka Nakua was a big part of that offense when Cooper Cup was down. When Cooper Cup came back, he did what we thought he would do, and then Stafford went out with the injury, and, and Brad Rippon was not in a position to help that football team win last week in Green Bay. It's a Green Bay offense that I think – I think they were averaging less than five or six points a game in the, uh, in the first half of the games over the first half of the season. So I don't think Carson Wentz is going to come off his couch and suddenly fix things because one of the things that Carson struggled with when he played, other than that rookie season, was that he held the ball too long and took a ton of hits. And then as a result, he ended up making bad decisions after the three seconds into the play. So is he going to come in and just start playing on time? I don't know. It is sort of interesting to me that and look, this is you're you're in a bad way if you're at this point in the season you need a, a, a guy off the couch anyway. But I think Colt McCoy's out there, and I, I wonder if he would be a better option of all the, the lesser options. And, and you know, no disrespect to him, but he's not in the league for for a reason at this point. Uh, or maybe you just trade for Josh Dobbs because apparently Josh Dobbs is one of the best players in the league. So I don't think Carson Wentz is going to save that season for the Rams, who currently have three wins. Uh, but you know, it'll be a talking point as we move forward for the next few weeks. All right, give us, if you could, Ryan Wilson, a retro scouting report on Zach Wilson coming out of BYU to the Jets. And I'm guessing he's not playing up to your expectations and obviously not what New York expected he would be. No, and the thing about Zach coming out was the arm talent, the ability to buy time in the pocket and make make plays off platform. But they also, you know, at BYU, you're not playing a lot of – uh, guys that may eventually end up being top tier NFL players. In fact, I talked to Levi Owens Arike. He plays for the Lions now. He was a second round pick a few years ago. He's a defensive defensive lineman. And I said, because they played BYU just about every season. I don't know if they still do, but I said, did you guys game plan or have any special uh, sort of game plan for Zach Wilson? And this was the year before Zach came out. And he said, no, nah, man, he was just a guy. Like no, no one was, was concerned about him the year before he came out. He sort of lit things up uh, that final season at BYU and I do a podcast with Rick Spielman, the former Vikings general manager, and he was at that pro day. And that was one of those Johnny Manziel type pro days where people were picking their jaws off the floor of all the, the great plays he made against Ayer. And, and I asked Rick every once in a while, I said, did, did you get too caught up in, in that moment? And he said, well, it was nice to see the athleticism and our talent in person, but you had to understand that a lot of that stuff was out of structure. So the ball may not be coming out on time. And that's sort of what we're seeing now. Now, Zach's gotten better at it. Uh, but you can't have two fumbles in a game like they did on uh, against the Chargers and expect to be competitive. And that was a Chargers offense that couldn't even get going. So you're sort of wasting this defense. And I think that's why we keep hearing about Aaron Rodgers, his big plans and coming back. But if I'm Aaron Rodgers and you're cleared medically to go in week 16 or 17 and this team has six wins, are you, are you rushing out there to get hurt? I, I don't know if that makes sense. Now, Ryan, uh, seems like a lot of, lot of people excited. Old Canada's down on the field. What do you think? <laughs> so I had to do post game well, with my buddy Brent McFadden, the former Steelers defensive back, and I was I was so angry after that game, watching the way that game unfolded against the Titans. They should have lost that game. And I, I joked at the time that you can have a candidate on the field, you can have him in a golf cart taking laps, you can have him in the parking lot. It doesn't change how this offense is just so stuck in the mud and it's static. And uh, George Pickens is not happy. And look, George Pickens had some. Maturity issues coming out of Georgia, and certainly the Steelers knew that. I'm not mad at George Pickens for being upset. He should have got his foot down in the one play, but he's one of the only few people that is able to make plays down the field. It's just unclear to me why they're 
okay with playing, let's run the ball first and second long and then just hope in a prayer on third down. And, oh, by the way, we'll let Kenny Pickett get lit up. Now, Kenny hasn't played well, and there's no, no way to, to talk your way out of that conversation. Uh, but the combination of Kenny struggling and an offense that's stagnant uh, gets you – how it gets you to five and three, I don't know, but it's not sustainable. If you're okay going to the playoffs and then losing in the first round, then this is a game plan that will work for you. But if you want something more than that, and just look at Baltimore. I, I mean, they made some decisions with the offensive coordinator, and that offense is, is firing. Now, you have a quarterback who's a franchise quarterback, but I, I think there are other – more successful ways to matriculate the ball down the field to, to pay homage to Hank, Hank Stram. <laughs> so, Ryan, what do you think about the AFC North right now? Well, I thought Seattle was going to give uh, Baltimore a, l- a little trouble, and uh, that lasted for about 15 seconds into that game. And, you know, Lamar and the offense is clicking, and uh, Mitchell was a lot of fun to watch. I was surprised he went on draft to come out of ECU. But uh, when he coming out, he didn't run between the tackles a whole bunch. He's just allowed in that speed. But we saw him bust a few through the tackle. Now, he didn't get touched, so that helps. But uh, I, I loved the versatility there. But I think more importantly, it was fun to see that defense continue to get after it. Because if the defense can play at that level or something close to that, that solves a lot of problems. And you could look at the Chiefs. Like, the Chiefs' offense isn't clicking yet. But that mm-hmm. defense is absolutely on fire, and it helps when you have that balance. Steelers are the same thing. That Steelers' offense is terrible, as we all know, but the defense keeps them in football games. But the Ravens have a high-powered offense and a suffocating defense, and they're one of the best teams in football that I don't think a lot of people are talking about. Now, the other the other thing is, Ryan, is the timing. The thing that gets me is the, the timing that they're hitting their blitzes like right on time, full speed. You know, that that's what's shocking to me is how fast – they're playing. Yeah, all those athletes out there, too. Uh, I mean, uh, Adafi always coming into his own. We know what the linebackers can do. And I think all that taken together has uh, – and we've seen a move away from the, the Ray Lewis-type old-school linebacker, and Ray Lewis is a Hall of Famer for a reason. But we don't have those guys who are 6'1 and 245, 250. We have guys who are 6'2, 230 and run like cornerbacks, and then they, they hit you in the mouth. Uh, in addition to the edge rushers doing – what they've been able to do. And I remember when uh, O.A. was coming out of Penn State, I was talking to Scott about him, and, and he explained it to me this way. He said, Adafe doesn't know that he's 6'4", 245, or 250, or whatever he is, and can run a 4'3". He still thinks he's 5'11", 185. And once he figures out what he's able to do with the, the God-given gifts he has, he's going to be a, a terror. And we're sort of seeing glimpses of that, too. Michael Pierce is playing out of his mind. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of reasons to be excited. Uh, Kyle Hamilton had a chance for a, an interception Pick last six. week. Yeah, so there are a lot of reasons to be excited about this this uh, Ravens defense that feels more like the Ravens defense as we saw when the Steelers and Ravens were going at it year in and year out instead of the ones that we were wondering, where's the pass rush going to come from the last few years? Hey, Ryan, the thing that I was telling Bob yesterday or the day before about is what I'm nervous about is Thursday night when they play Cincy because this game is going to be a physical Guys are going to be beat up. Guys are going to be sore going into that Thursday night game. That's what I'm nervous about for the Ravens on Thursday. Yeah, and the other thing is that Joe Burrow decided that he was going to start playing with his cap that healthy, and he he looks like one of the best players on the planet. I mean, the things he's able to do, is, is I don't know how you stop it. Now, we'll see because he, he's also used to playing behind a terrible offensive line or at least one that's getting him hit, lit up a good amount. So that also, I don't know, it plays into his favor, but it makes it a little more difficult for the Ravens unless they just, you know, you get after him 10 or 11 times in the first half and get him off the spot. 
But I, I think it is – it's one of those things where it's a war of attrition on Thursday night because people are banged up. It's a short week. You know the opponent, so that helps in some sense. But you still have to go out there and execute and minimize the stupid pre-snap penalties that can sometimes haunt you when you haven't had enough time to prepare. And the, the mental energy it takes to overcome not being 100%. But um, these are two these are two best teams in, in the division, no doubt about it. And then the question becomes – where are they going to shake out when we talk about the AFC? Because they're up there as well. I mean, they're playing better than the Chiefs. They're playing better than the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Obviously playing better than the Bills. So um, it's going to be interesting to see not only what that looks like on Thursday night, but when we get to, to late December, early January, and when they end up ranked in the AFC. Hey, Ryan, what do you, what do you think thus far of uh, Watson? I mean, is he worth $250 million? I don't think he is, but that's what they're stuck with, and they're not getting out from under it. And I would imagine he was actually injured. I don't think that was some grand ruse. Yeah, I don't know if the end game would have been there. Yeah, I mean, that's that's fine. I mean, he looked a little better last week, but he's mm-hmm. going to have to play a lot better for them to be consistently competitive. But, again, that's a team where you can just lean on your defense. Well, they sat Clayton Toon 50 times or something. I mean, that poor kid, they threw him out there. That was embarrassing. (laughs) He didn't have a chance. I mean, you could have had a a fan win a contest and had just the same results. So I think he has to play better. There's no doubt about that. But um, I don't know if he's ever going to get to the form that we saw when he was at Houston at his best. I don't know if he's just going to be that player again. So they're stuck with him, and they've got to make the best of it. Name that tune. He's Ryan Wilson, CBSSports.com. Real quick, answer this question. Miles Garrett said he'd take Joe Burrow over Lamar Jackson. What does Ryan Wilson do? That's right. Miles Garrett's popping off. Yeah, I'll take Lamar, but I love both those players. They're both playing great, and Lamar's been healthier, of course, and he gives you a little more to So I'll go with Lamar. I'm going Carson Wentz. There he is. He's Ryan Wilson, <laughs> CBSSports.com. Ryan, always I'm great Kenny to talk Pickett. to you. <laughs> Enjoy the rest of your Woman Crush Wednesday. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Thank you, guys. There yeah. he is. He's Ryan Wilson. It's video at Haiti 1057. The fan will come back. We're going to grade the Ravens as much time as we have to do so. By position, they're 7-2. and two. They've won four in a row. They're one of the hottest teams in baseball. Screaming A. Oh, baseball. They're so hot, they're good in baseball. Screaming A. Smith just picked them as number one in his top five. Oh, boy. There's that bandwagon we were worried about. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Sports 24-7, 1057, the voice of the fan. Jackson to throw, bump fakes, off his back foot, there's Andrews! Ross is on the money, the Scottsdale native returning home to Arizona for the first time. Man, is this deja vu? It's Woman Crush Wednesday, right? Is that Lalin over there? Where? Right over there. What? What's going oh. on? Am I? Oh, I feel like uh, there's an inside joke here. Oh, it's it's going to be outside in a minute. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is slaughter, right? Yeah, it was in the folder here. It's dudes. It's Woman Crush well, Wednesday. Why, why is it in the Women Crush I don't know, because that your boy Lanlin did that. Yeah. It became a thing. I was scrambling for a song. I was oh, like, oh, I'll just my. play this. Yeah. Well, they looked like girls. 
But they were guys. Well, a lot of the hair metal was, you know. But what do you think dude looks like a lady came from? The old Aerosmith song. But, uh. I mean, there's a condiff for uh, Nolan. That was unintentional, by the way. Right, but, gotcha. Uh, but Lanlin did it and yeah. became a thing for quite some time. That right now. Yeah, yeah, just, Get uh, out of here. I deleted it just because it sucks as a song, much less with the, the gender is. But we digress. We heard from a couple of weeks ago as uh, Lamar Jackson throws a touchdown pass to Mark Andrews. We're grading the Ravens here at the midway point, if you want to call it that. Seven and two on the season. And Lamar... We know what he has done this year. Quarterback rating over 100. He's completing over 70% of his passes. Okay, the touchdown throws aren't plentiful. Nine, but only three picks. The fumbles are an issue. And we'll give Tyler Huntley a little love as he threw a touchdown pass last week to Odell Beckham Jr. But as Vinny, we grade the Ravens quarterbacks. How are we grading this? Because Lamar's in the MVP conversation for a lot of people. Matter of fact, Bill Barnwell, we talked about it from ESPN on Monday, picked him as the guy right now. Yeah. I mean, you kind of want to give him an A minus, but, you know, just a couple of the inconsistencies. Like the Arizona game wasn't great. You know, the Pittsburgh game was good. It wasn't his fault they dropped. Can you imagine if they caught all those seven balls, what his completion percentage That would have been a blowout at halftime. Yeah. Um, The fumbles are an issue. The team can't win if they don't have him. So, you know, um, can he get better? Oh, yeah, I think he can get better because he's going to get even – I think he's even going to get more accurate, Bob, just because he's got so many guys that are playing so well that, you know, the matchups that they're going to have with – they're, let's say that, pick a receiver. I don't care. You know, let's say you're, you're all right, I got to take out Andrews and I got to take out Odell. Okay, I'm, I'm going to throw it to Bateman, who's playing well, or Zay Flowers, who's playing great. You know, I mean, I'm going to be able to complete passes. And, and it seems like Lamar is getting a better feel for operating the offense. I give him a B plus. And running backs. And let's keep in mind, Lamar is, that's rushed for over 400 yards this yeah. year. So he's one of the key components for the number one rushing offense in the National Football League. But we'll, we'll just keep it to running backs here. Gus Edwards, last couple of weeks, has increased his yards per carry from 3.9 to now 4.3. Seven touchdowns, 478 yards. Justice Hill has made his wild plays. Part of that fumble issue the Ravens have been dealing with. Yeah. And then Keaton Mitchell just came out of nowhere. To light it up. So as we grade the running backs at seven and two, your grade would be what? And I'm guessing, Vinny, if everybody stays healthy, I think the potential for more explosiveness oh, is pretty strong that. here. Yeah, I think they got a good group, Bob. Plus, you know, for, don't forget about like all the receiving yards and stuff they have too, right. which is a bunch. You know, they all have like, I, I think they have in their mind, Munkin does, kind of their roles. What each guy is good. You know, like down on the goal line, you're getting Gus bus and you're getting North South Gus bus, you know, and you know, what's coming. You better stop it. And then Gus is going to run off tack. Gus is going to run North South. And then, you know, he can catch, he's showing that he can catch, catch the ball. Um, Justice Hill pass protection does a good, does a good job there. He can catch the ball out of the backfield and he's got some speed to get to the outside, you know, and make some plays. He's had some big games. Um, and then with Keaton Mitchell, he just brings a whole different speed level. Four three seven, he brings 
I want to say Justice Hill Bob was like four four eight four four nine four right in there, whereas this guy runs four three seven and he just he brings a totally different thing to the game. You you want to find ways to get him the ball because he is a playmaker, you know. So if you can get him in space, I mean, look at him. I mean, and and the the thing about him is is he can he can break uh, tackles, mm-hmm. you know, keeping him healthy. Is going to be, you know, you can't play him a ton, I wouldn't imagine, just because you want to keep him healthy because he makes such big plays for you. And like Harb said, with the running back spot, might be the hot guy, you know, I mean, or tired. Like Gus Bus ran that one for 60 yards. I need a breather, yeah, you know, yeah. and, then, and then Mitchell comes in and gets a nine yard, nine yard. Well, keep him, you know, he's hot. So that may, that may be the case. But all three, like Harb said, all three are gonna gonna play a lot because they all have roles so i'd give them an a now to the receivers and we'll throw the tight ends in here because the leading receiver on the team is uh you know your yardage wise anyway and touchdown wise is mark andrews but you know zay flowers has been outstanding as a rookie quiet game last week against seattle and as you know we've heard uh, kyle barber talk about hey aguilar every now and again will step up but how would you rate the receivers and tight ends up to this point through nine games. Yeah, um, giving them C plus, and and here's why: just because number one, they hadn't all been together. You know, some have been out, some have been hurt, and I think two games have been exceptional: Detroit and Seattle. I thought the receivers, tight ends. I thought them. You know, and what did Munkin say? Like after week four, you know, Andrews is finally healthy. So I mean, he struggled, and he doesn't block that great. You know, so I'm saying that with the tight ends, the receivers, you know, the seven drops in, in Pittsburgh, you know, the consistency there, the health there, they you know, Bateman and Odell have both missed games. So I think C plus right now, but they all stay healthy. And if they could all play the games the rest of the year, they can get up to an A. I mean, that's that's the ceiling that they have. I that's my expectations. Because Bateman, Bateman wasn't good early. Body language sucked, all that. But the last three games, he just needs more balls. You know, I mean, he catches everything and runs everything, and he's playing good. Beckham's playing good. Flowers is playing good. You know, Aguilar, I would rather have Bateman in there than Aguilar when they – or, uh, yeah, Bateman in there and when they go three wides. And the tight ends, you know, likely f- showed up, you know, came to the party. So you got a lot of opportunities there. So C-plus right now just because of the inconsistencies the first eight games – but I'm expecting it. And if they get up to A-level, Bob, oh, they're going to be the number one seed. And finally, offensive line. How are you grading them? Yeah, Ronnie kind of struggles a little bit. You know, Ronnie hadn't been – it's not Pro Bowl Ronnie, my opinion. Simpson, he's been he's been okay, inconsistent at times. But is he powers as good, if not better, then? Different offense. Okay. You know – um, Powers Powers was good in that offense because Bob Pow- Powers is a small area guy, and he could make that little short pull, which he did a good job of, you know. Um, but I think Simpson's better in passing; he's a better athlete. Um, you know, Linderbaum's better than he was last year. Zeitler is probably not as good as he was last year. You know, I mean, he's getting older. And Moses, he's missed some time now, but you got the best six man in the league in McCarry and come in and play either spot. So O line wise. And the protection was great last week. I I and they got the number one rush team in the league. And you you almost got to throw Ricard in there too with the line. 
because he kind of plays a lineman type spot and he plays a big role in, you know, the blocking and, you know, lining up at tight end and blocking and move and pulling and doing those things. I'd give the old line a solid B. Solid B right now. You know, I think they're they've been they've been really good. You know, and like last week's game, they got better as it went on. And they just kind of wear you down and beat you down and then all of a sudden they're kicking your ass, you know. I mean, that's what happened last week with Seattle. Because if you if you're not gonna get in that physical game and you're gonna let them just boom, 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 they're gonna they're gonna wear you out. Vinny and Haney, 1057 the Fed. By the way, Matt Barkley is the quarterback that signed with the Giants. Make me yeah. mental. Who was what? Number one high school prospect way back yeah. when when he signed with USC. It's Vinny and Haney, 10. He was a backup at Buffalo. That's why they brought him. Vinny and Haney, 1057 the Fed. We'll come back. Funhouse Dolan McGraw. Inside access coming up at two. Sports with balls. It's Vinny and Haney, 1057 the Fan. Hey, hey, 1057 The Fan Woman Crush Wednesday, our final selection of the day. It's actually a female. No one got this one right. We're back tomorrow, Total Crest Thursday. You just pick what you want, play it. Damon Evans is going to be joining us, we expect, right? AD, University of Maryland. Waiting on confirmation, but that's the expectation. Uh, basketball started with a win last night against Mount St. Mary's. Got a tournament in Nashville this weekend. Kevin Willard. Maryland footballs lost four in a row. Embarrassed at home. Got some tough questions there. National TV now going to Nebraska. Maryland started five and zero. They're five and four. Not even bowl eligible yet, which we figured was a foregone conclusion. I thought they were going to be seven and one, hosting Penn State. Yeah, I did too. Now they're five and four going to Nebraska, and Matt Rule's going to have them fired up, ready to rock and roll. Corn Huskers like Maryland, they win their bowl eligible. So we'll see what uh, Damon's got to say about things happening within his program. Ravens are six point favorites at home against Cleveland. John Harbaugh, Lamar Jackson, others speaking with the media within the hour. So stay tuned for that and some other fun things coming your way on a total request Thursday. You know what else we need yes. to ask Damon about Bob is because he was in on that uh, call, you know, about Michigan. Oh yeah. So that'd be interesting because like even Matt rule saying now, you know, we're five and four and we lost to Michigan, you know, but um, I got some concerns about one of the games. Oh, so we got some intrigue coming there. And Damon told us before he'll let due process handle its business. But that was before they had oh, that yeah. meeting of the ADs. Quick draw. How are you feeling over there? Feeling good. I mean, talk about the Big Ten situation here. You saw the report yesterday that Michigan's now pointing the finger back at Rutgers, Ohio State. Purdue, the hey, you guys you shared were, the info, you know, stealing signs and stuff. I, I think who said it was it Dion said it when this first started popping off that this stuff happens all the time. And if you're not good enough to overcome it, then you don't deserve to win something of that nature. <laughs> Paraphrasing, but I think maybe the dirty little secret here is that this is uh, not an isolated thing. Oh, no. George Allen, way back when, oh. when he was with the Redskins would think that there were spies watching them. I think they were in Carlisle at the time. Would have If you weren't a familiar face, he'd have security throw you out of there. He was so paranoid about people stealing his signs. I think they ran it first and second down and threw it when they had to. You know what I mean? But that, yeah, to say this is unique to the new millennium is nah. So when it comes time to hand out punishment, 
or some of these other universities are pointing the finger at Michigan. Maybe be a little cautious, some skeletons well, in caught. their own closet. They got caught. Well, yeah, it's kind of like the Astros got caught, but in the, the year Patriots. the year after, what was it, the Yankees and the Red Sox got accused of some minor sign-stealing things or yeah. using outside devices to do that. Well, Cora accused the Orioles of stealing signs this year when they were rocking Chris right. Sale multiple times. So, yeah. Right. Well, you got caught. But the thing that I guess is always fascinating to me anyway, especially at the collegiate level, these uh, coaches, no matter the sport, who are like larger-than-life personalities, when there's accusations of impropriety, they don't know anything. What? Not, the, the easiest not thing, me, what? The easiest, you know everything. You run the school. Right. It, it's out of the NFL now. Why, Bob? The green dot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so that's all they got to do in college, but they probably can't afford it. You know? Well, that, that's... Can't afford an NCAA and college football shouldn't be in the same sentence. That's true. I, I hear what you're saying, but yeah. It's video at Haiti 1057 the Pan Funhouse. Quick draws, Funhouse. No idea there was a brothel on our campus. Like Fatina. The side of the Chesapeake. Sponsored by the Smile Design Center. Changing the way you feel about dentistry one smile at a time. For information or to schedule an appointment for care, give them a call today. 443-348-8812. I like that quick draw. 105.7 The Fan. Gary was talking Wall Street money earlier. I mean, he was going. Well, Gary Land was at BC when uh, Patino was at Prague. Providence. Mm-hmm. So there's a familiarity there. Uh, let's start with this one here. Uh, Jimmy from Pasadena, early prediction for Sunday. He says, no one else wants to say it. I will. Puffy pants coming on Sunday. Ooh. Ravens win 30-13. Lamar sits fourth quarter yet again. Man, I don't, I don't see it. I don't see it. I think, you know, Cleveland's defense is real good. Their offensive line, I mean, the center and the two guards are playing well. Cooper's playing good, and Joko's playing good. Watson would have to throw like four interceptions. Howard in Baltimore here says, uh, Vinny, what's going on with the Ravens' screen passes? Every time they run one, seems like a defender's right there to uh, tackle the receiver right away. Uh, short gain at best, sometimes even a loss of yardage. And with that, do you think Keaton Mitchell can bring a spark to the screen game? He lost four yards on his. Right. I mean, they were playing man coverage. Jamal Adams had Andrews man coverage. I mean, you're in man coverage. If one of the linemen doesn't get the guy blocked, I mean, if you get him blocked, you know, different story. But you got to execute the block. The blockers have got to take care of what they need to do. And like uh, Bateman on the one on the quick screen, you know, he got pushed right back into the receiver. So the the, the guy's blocking – got to get their stuff taken care of uh, another one here says mike mcdonald has done a fantastic job this season but more credit or most credit should go to the guy that signed all these pieces in the first place eric DaCosta, putting together quite the defensive roster i would say it's like combination of of everybody you know it's the players the scheme the scheme's been phenomenal you know and the way that they're playing with the they're playing so fast you know, they must be extremely, you know, somewhat simple but somewhat complicated because they're confusing people. And, I mean, they're they're making their guys better. You know, that's coaching. That has nothing to do with Eric. Eric got the guys, you know, and they had talent. But 
when you make them better, you know, or they're playing at the best that they can play, it's pretty good. And one last one here. Texter says, with the success the Ravens have had through their first nine games, is it fair to say that they would need to go 6-2 and two over their next eight to get home field advantage throughout the playoffs? Um, see, I don't see Kansas City running the table, Bob. I think, you know, that they're going to lose a couple. Ravens got a tough skit. You know, it all depends on injuries, you know. I mean, six, <coughs> six more would give them, what, 13-3? and three? 13 and four. 13 and four. So, yeah, could a 13 wins get you the, the one seed? You I'd think? say yes. What's Jacksonville? Six and two right now. Mm-hmm. KC seven and two. So, I think Jacksonville loses this week. San Francisco will do our picks on Friday. It's Vinny and Haney, 1057 The Pin. Inside access coming up here in a matter of minutes. Stay tuned for that. Nolan McGraw, Vinny Serrato, I'm Bob Haney. Stay safe, stay healthy. We'll talk to you in the morning. Enjoy the rest of your Woman Crush Wednesday, everybody. For now, class dismissed. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 